It's episode 622 of the Locked On Rangers podcast. On today's show, I've got Josh Neighbors, host of Locked On Nationals, breaking down this weekend series between the Rangers and the struggling Nationals. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers and the Washington Nationals. This is a crossover episode between our two shows to preview this weekend series. I'm Bryce Patrick, host of the Locked On Rangers podcast. Joining me today is Josh Neighbors, host of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. For the best online jewelry shopping experience, go to BlueNile.com today. Josh, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm well. It's Friday. Uh, I've got the Hawaiian shirt on today to take every day Friday, and uh, excited for these series. I'll tell you what, Bryce, it's always, you know, we're talking beforehand. I feel like watching baseball, especially for us who like follow specific teams, like we kind of learn about the rest of the league, you know, we can do our research, whatever on the side, but you really do learn by watching them. Right. So it's nice when we get to play teams from other leagues, uh, and learn more about them because, you know, I think when you pay attention to the NL East or the AL West, like, honestly, those are about as, as far away from each other as you can get, right? Like <laughs> different leagues in different sides of the country, you know, that's you know, a lot of fans probably don't pay attention to what's going on in the other the other division. Yeah, I mean, I I try and watch like a bunch of different games. I try and watch at least like one game from like each at least each division like per week. And I still feel like I almost never end up turning on Nationals games. Sometimes like, oh wait, Juan Soto's there, so I kind of want to check out this game. But uh, it has not been a great ride for the Nationals. They do, however. I would trade places with you in a heartbeat, even though your team is bad. I mean, I've suffered bad teams for the last two years, and I finally have a mediocre team, which I'm very happy about. But this team won the World Series, what, three years ago? And I got to tell you, as a team who has been very, very close to winning a World Series, um, I would immediately be okay if my team just fell off a cliff for the rest of time if they actually got that World Series. <laughs> is that kind of how you're feeling right now in this this rebuild, these these rough years? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think that buys you some time. I think um, whenever you win, there's a certain expectation that you can keep winning, right? And I think there is a little bit of that. Um, Also, I mentioned this a lot. Like, the Nationals fans didn't get to fully appreciate that 2019 World Series. They won on the road. They didn't have the parade, but there was no victory tour. I actually went to a couple of Braves games uh, this week, and, you know, obviously it's a year-long celebration of, you know, the, the World Series. That's, that's what it is, and it should be, right? I mean, you know, that's that's what you should do. You should, you know, when the Jock Peterson comes back, you know, you should celebrate Jock Peterson. When Freddie Freeman comes back, you celebrate Freddie Freeman. And those things get to happen, but they really happen retroactively. Um, it was it was weird. And also the decline was so fast, it was not there was not like a appreciation of the team. I mean, you know, there was no fans there in 2020. And in 2021, they sell off a team pretty quickly. I mean, you know, full fans of the stands was barely really a thing for a month or two, maybe. And then the nationals sold off the team. So like there wasn't a super high appreciation for the championship team. So obviously it's a huge, you know, huge to win it, but I think the decline and also kind of the way COVID affected the ability to enjoy it 
does dampen things just a bit. But once again, the title is a title and the journey and winning it all is what's most enjoyable. Although the, the spoils afterwards are great as well. But that journey in the championship, you're right. You can't replace those feelings. Yeah, you really can't. And I I was just so shocked by how fast the National decided to tear it down because it was like literally like immediate turnaround. Like, oh, this team won a World Series. All right, bye. Everybody's gone. Everybody is done. Like that team was chock full of stars and you still got probably, if not like one of the best, if not the best player in all of baseball in Juan Soto. You've also got Josh Bell, which when did y'all trade for Josh? I honestly can't remember when that happened. 2019. So okay. it was, it was well, well, so so um, that would be going into the 2020 season. They went and they acquired Josh Bell. Okay, so he was. I I didn't think he was. Or there 2020 for season, 2021, 2021. He's okay. been there for two years, two years, two years. Okay, this year and last year. Well, I mean, you talk about selling off the team. I mean, it was. I mean, Bryce Harper immediately left and in free agency. Wasn't that, was that the season? Was that the offseason? He right was. After? He was actually. Yeah, he was the season before. So Bryce. Oh, wasn't so there. he didn't. He did not. Yeah, he get wasn't there it. for okay. the win. But that was that was the thing about it is that they're, you know, they're lucky they had Soto there, and it, it's funny because Soto now the conversations about him staying or going. But the big thing is is this is think about like you got to think about the teams you know in windows normally. Um, some teams, you know, it's a one-year thing and that's it. Um, but in baseball, typically it's a championship window that you have. And the Nationals, you know, they had a really good window from 20, 2012 all the way through 2019. And so they kind of – they won at like the back end of their window. Think about the maybe the Spurs. I would say those the 2015 Spurs, uh, whatever year it was, 2014 Spurs are probably the best example, Right. Really old team. Got some young guys. Obviously, Kyle Leonard's there, but like Tony Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, like all those guys winning at the back end. That's kind of what happened because, uh, or you know, kind of in terms of window, it's what happened. I mean, that was a pretty old team. Ryan Zerman, uh, Adam Eaton was pretty old. Anthony Rendon has kind of been like an older guy because of how much he's been injured. Uh, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin's been bad ever since. Max Scherzer is really the only good guy. But you think about when you pay. Strasburg, Corbin, and Scherzer, one of them gets hurt. One of them is really bad. And then, you know, you kind of uh, – you look at the rest of the team and they can't win because they don't have consistent pitching and the bullpen's not very good. Like, it puts you in a spot where um, it's smarter to make moves. Now, there was a stretch of time where it seemed like they were able to get some stuff done, but injuries did them in last year, even though they had a, a one, two, three of Schwarber, Turner, and Soto, which was like rocking and rolling in June. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kyle Schwarber was on a different planet. You put oh Trey and gosh, Juan behind yeah. him. I mean, good luck facing those three guys, you know, three or four times a night. And things were good then. But the problem is that it just wasn't sustainable. And so now, I mean, the wheels really fell off the wagon pretty shortly. And this is not an organization, Bryce, that's got a whole lot of prospect depth. Um, the things about, like, the Dodgers, you know, and, and the Astros that make their window really impressive is the prospect depth. Mm-hmm. Um, there are not many – like, think about that 2015 World Series team. No, 2019, excuse me, World Series team for the Nationals. Not a lot of those guys are guys that were developed into stars. Like Strasburg's the big example, but like they acquired Max Scherzer. You know, you went and you acquired a Patrick Corbin. Anibal Sanchez, is, you know, was really good that year uh, and, and good in the playoffs. So it's not a guy that was a Nationals player the entire way through. And so, you know, you think about like all the other guys, you know, the Adam Eatons of the world who came in, the Kurt Suzuki's of the world who came in. Sure, there were some guys who were Nats through and through, but like this was, that was not like a homegrown team 
kind of more like the Braves last year. It was a mixture of some, yeah, some homegrown guys, but the acquisitions are what put them over the top. It was all acquisitions for the Nationals that pushed them over the top, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, being able to be aggressive at the trade deadline is definitely something that uh, is is great. And when those when those trades work out, we've we've seen how how good how how much of an impact they can have on teams. I mean, the Rangers when they acquired Cliff Lee in 2010, that yeah. was the thing that kind of took them to that next level. And they also made some other good trades uh, around the years, um, even taking. One of your the banes of your existence, Cole Hamels, out of, out of your division, <laughs> right? which I'm sure you appreciated at the time. Uh, but coming up, we're going to get into a little bit of how the Rangers are doing this year, a little bit closer of a look at how the Nationals are doing this year at, in their rebuilding window. But first, this episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking, fi- looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup Final, also Major League Baseball. You can no longer bet on the NBA draft for this year. Maybe they have some odds on on next year's like number one overall pick in the NBA draft. I don't know what they've got going on there. Um, Josh is also host of the Locked On Big 12 podcast, so if you want to Big, I don't know if they have bets open for they Big do. You can bet on season. who will win. The, yeah, you can you can bet on who will win the Big Twelve, and I bet some people in your market might be betting on those Texas Longhorns to win the Big Twelve. You can do that. Oh my online. gosh, you can. You can also uh, bet on my Red Raiders um, if you're feeling spicy. <laughs> feeling, yep. If you're that feeling dangerous, um, yeah. uh, you can definitely go there. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Well, Josh, I know you don't see a whole lot of this Rangers team. So what are some of the things that Nationals fans want to know about this Rangers squad? They're definitely in a weird place. um, And so it's kind of hard to get a grip on uh, from from afar. So what are some of your your curiosities about this Rangers team? Is Marcus Simeon still a meme? Are we still doing that? Or is he – it looks like he's having a really good month of June. So I feel like, you know, the the meme is – is going away, right? Like he's actually starting to maybe live up a little bit to the contract, just a, just just a smidge. Yeah. So it took a while to get his first home run. It took a long, long time. One of, if not the longest, uh, home run drought in his entire career. It was really bad. <laughs> the entire Rangers team was horrendous in the month of April. They had these two big signings in Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and you know Corey Seager also wasn't doing super great at that point. I mean, he leads the league in home runs from a shortstop, but his average and his on base, uh, those are kind of in the tank. So is his slugging percentage, honestly. 
but he has been on a tear lately. Marcus Simeon had uh, after he got his home run, I thought, okay, this is this is when he's going to turn it on, and he really, really has. He had one of the best, if not the best, doubleheader performance I've ever seen in Cleveland. He went, I believe, seven for eight with three home runs and two walks, and I believe a double as well. The guy was absolutely on fire, just hitting home run after home run after home run. He is not a maybe. He's got six home runs in the month of June in 20 games, an OPS of 885, which is much better than his May OPS, which was 619, and his OPS in April and March, which was 443. He was mm. not He was not that guy. Um, Cole Calhoun was also horrendous in the month of April. That was very upsetting. Um, then he was absolutely on fire in the month of May and kind of went back in the garbage chute in the month of June. Um, and Martin Paris has really been the story for the Rangers. The guy who was a top prospect with Texas coming up was compared a lot to Johan Santana, maybe just because he was Venezuelan and a lefty and had a good changeup. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was a lot of, like a lot of pressure on him and he was just like fine with the Rangers coming up. He was fine. Then he went to uh, Minnesota for a year, went to Boston for a couple years, fell out of their rotation, came back. And this is kind of what the Rangers have done well in their rebuild is find these guys um, who I didn't realize that Martin Perez was the uh, exact caricature of this guy. Same with uh, John Gray. But they'll find these guys who are former, like, really good top prospects. They're, like, anywhere in, like, the 28 to, like, 32-ish in age range. And they haven't quite lived up to their potential. And they'll find them, and they'll tweak like one or two things, and they'll make them just fantastic. And Martin Perez was the AL Pitcher of the Month in May. He led all of Major League Baseball at the end of May in um, in earned run average. He has just been absolutely phenomenal. Same with John Gray. I mean, they did it with Lance Lynn. They did it with Mike Miner. They did it with Kyle Gibson. They made him an all-star as well. Mm-hmm. So they've got that track right. It didn't work with everybody. Obviously, Jordan Lyles was still a home run machine. Mike Fultinevich was straight-up terrible last year. Um but they've kind of turned those two guys um, into solid one-two in the top of their rotation. And right now, Martin Perez has been the number one, which has been super, super encouraging. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. You know, you mentioned that with Martin Perez. Like, I, I've always maintained that I think guys, like a lot of guys are pitching prime is sometime around usually 30 to 33. Some guys mm-hmm. you can actually carry into 35, 36, depending on what kind of pitcher you are. But it's a guy, like, he's actually got a lot of miles on him. Like, he's been around for a good amount of time. Yeah. And I think it's just like a, he's figured it out now. And I think baseball is one of those sports where it just it happens. You know what I mean? For, and for a guy like that to happen, it's, it's funny that it's happening on his second stint now with the Rangers, right? I mean, it's kind of interesting that he's back where he started. Yeah, and I think I think it kind of helps because he, you know, he wasn't he had all those expectations on it, like be Johan Santana. And like, he wasn't, he was just like a fine, capable major league pitcher. I mean, he hasn't really changed all that much. I mean, he added a cutter when he went to Minnesota, he's throwing his four seamer a whole lot less this year, but he's just kind of like, it's so cliche, but it's really what he's doing. He's just trusting his stuff. And it's like, Hey, Mm -hmm. major league hitters are really good. You were respecting them too much. Like they will still get themselves out most of the time. And so he's like, He's like assured of himself. He's been in the big leagues for, I think, 10 years now. I think this is his 10th or 11th season. And so now that he's back and he's like back where he feels comfortable, he had longer uh, longer contract offers, multi-year offers. The Rangers gave him one year, $7 million. And um, there was a story he was telling, like, yeah, no, like, oh, these offers are great, whatever. And then he's like, oh, Texas called. Yeah, I'm in. Like, I didn't even tell mm-hmm. you what the offer was. Yeah, 
I'm in. I'm in. So there's talk about the Rangers maybe trading him at the deadline. I say hell no. Like he is good. I don't know if he's gonna have a sub two ERA if you sign up for like every year for like a three year, five year contract, whatever. But middle of your t- rotation consistency and depth is important when some of these guys at the top levels of your minor leagues haven't quite matriculated up to the big leagues like Cole Wynn, who's having a little bit of a struggle. But again, Cole Wynn is a, a guy who's like I think he's 21 and in AAA, um, he's having struggles there. But like, you you need those guys in your rotation. And if your top prospect guys like Jack Leiter and Owen White come in and kind of bully those guys out of the rotation because they're that good, you got to make those guys earn their spot by not just being okay big leaguers, especially if you want to compete. And they need to compete with these two big contracts that they signified. We got to compete real quick. Now, this year, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but going from 100 losses to immediately in the playoffs is not something that happens a lot. So this is a this is a find it out, figure it out year kind of gel. They've got new uh, hitting coach, a new offensive coordinator, Donnie Ecker, um, who that's his title. He's over all of the offense. He's also the bench coach, and he helped turn around that Giants offense, and their hitting coach is from the Red Sox. So they put a lot of money in this team in the offseason uh, on the bench, on the field, on the mound. Like, they are they are fast-tracking this rebuild, and I'm, I'm thinking – that they they did it right. It's hard to do a fast rebuild, but I think the Rangers, who were reluctant to rebuild and committing to it very hard for two years, two pretty miserable years, they might have done as good a job as you can do fast-tracking that rebuild that they were hesitant to go into in the first place. All right, one quick word from our sponsors, and I'll ask you one kind of final question here as we wrap up. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. We are out of the pandemic. The sun is coming out for small businesses. They are back. LinkedIn Jobs will make it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. You know, every single week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B. LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So I just think, you know, uh, one last thing we got out of here, Bryce. Like, this is a really advantageous stretch coming up here for the uh, the Rangers, they get six games, three with the Nats and three with the Royals. I mean, if you're going to start turning it on, now is kind of the time, right? Like this is, you know, and and they also have series against the Orioles and the A's before they hit the All-Star break. I mean, they're four and a half back in the wild card. The only other team I'd be super concerned about is going to be the White Sox. You know, this is a time they can get that, that wild card lead down to what, two and a half, two games at the deadline, I mean, or at, at the three deadline, at the um, at the All Star break, I mean, it's game on for the second half. Yeah, and like the thing I wanted from this team was like I didn't want. Well, I, obviously, we w- would like them to win 100 games, win the World Series, go undefeated, whatever. But realistically, I wanted the last month of the season just be in it. Don't be completely out of it. Give me some hope. Give me a chase. Give me some kind of feeling like that. Um, it is a team that has been out of it for a while, competed for a long time. But yeah, this is a team that's definitely in a good stretch. They just came off a sweep of the Phillies. These next six games are going to be huge. They, If they could realistically go on a uh, six-game or 
you know, win these next six games, have an eight-game winning streak to end the month of June. That would be huge. And uh, I am really loving what I'm seeing from this team as of late. They're scrappy. They're fun. They've got some star power. It is so much more enjoyable to watch than last year. And honestly, that's all I really wanted. Josh, thank you for talking Rangers and Nationals with me. Best of luck to you. Um, hopefully, but maybe maybe later offline we can talk about a trade for Josh Bell to bring the Dallas boy <laughs> home to Texas. Right. Maybe you can yeah. take Nathaniel Lowe. And uh, he is a decent hitter, but take his bad defense away from me and give me that homegrown Dallas son here thriving in Texas. Josh Neighbors, where can the fine folks of Locked on Raiders listening find you and your work at? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, at Josh Neighbors underscore. You see it right there at LO underscore Nationals, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Locked On Nationals listeners can find me at Bryce Patrick. You can find the show at Locked On Rangers. Make sure to find the baseball one, not the hockey one. Good stuff over there, but not <laughs> baseball there. Josh, thank you so much. Best of luck to your team after this three-game series. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.